So how did you guys meet? And how old were you when you met? So the first time we communicated, I was 14 and you were 15? 14, I think we were both 14. What happened was I was on a computer and this was back in the like early 90s before the internet, the, the way we know it today. I was on this thing called CompuServe and uh, I was in a sort of a businessy chat room thing that my dad had access to and, and this window pops up and uh, the message says, hi, and my dad's name. And I'm like, oh, no, this is John, you know, his son, and I'm 14 years old. And the response I get back from this guy whose name was Jim was, oh, well, I have a daughter who's 15. Let me go get her. And so the next thing I know, I'm chatting with Amy and yeah, that, that's how the relationship started. This was way before internet safety. <laughs> this way before internet safety. Dad is like, well, let me just go get her so you can talk to her, stranger on the internet. <laughs> so we didn't meet in person until, gosh, I guess three or four years later. Um, I went on a ski trip, actually to here in Colorado. Um, and I was, I don't know, the, Amy probably would describe me better at that age, but like just to put it in context, I took my Franklin planner with me on the ski trip. And the resort that we were staying at uh, offered free postcards and then they would even pay the postage, I guess as advertising for the resort. So I sent a postcard to everybody in my Franklin planner. Have you have you seen Family Ties? Do you remember Alex P. Keaton? Oh remember? yeah. Yeah, the business he's like a teenage business guy. That was John when we met. Hey, guys. Welcome back to the Wild at Heart podcast. This is Stacey Eldridge, and I am in the studio not only with my husband, but with these two, John and Amy Dale. John's on staff here at Wild at Heart, and it is so great to have you guys in the studio today. Really excited about what we're going to be talking about. Thank you. Thanks. I love hearing people's stories. Mm. I just love it. The the details, the quirkiness, the the hand of God, yeah, mm -hmm, for sure. In in people's stories, so fourteen, fifteen ish, three years. Me, when did you guys marry? Gosh, not not much later. So she was the one person who responded to my postcards. <laughs> a few weeks later, I was the I was the winner. <laughs> I get a phone call, and it's Amy. And how long did we talk that first night? Oh, like. Five hours oh, or something crazy like that. Oh, my goodness. Like that was back when you paid for long, long distance. Wow. He lived in Texas and I lived in Oklahoma. Yeah. So. so it was my senior year in high school at that point. A few months later, I graduated from high school. Amy had graduated a year earlier. And I flew up there the day after I graduated to meet Amy in person for the first time. And uh, we started dating. And it was then, I guess, a six-month of me every weekend driving from Austin to Tulsa. Oh, my goodness. So, like, eight hours. Wow, right. And, yeah, we got engaged six months later and married six months after that. So, we were 19 and 20. And that was, God, 25 years ago mm -hmm. in a few days. Oh, oh my goodness. Congratulations. Yes. Yeah. Happy anniversary yeah. in a few yeah. days. Yeah. Married young, uh, mm -hmm, married mm -hmm. young, had kids young? Yeah, we were married three years when we had Anna, so I was 23. Yeah. 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 Wow. Well, friends, we've got some great 
conversation for you to join in on today. Now, many of you are aware that we're tracking along with the Captivating and Wild at Heart experiences. And if you're a part of that, and you signed up in the first week that we got going, we are in week five, um, which for men in that series, a six-part series, so almost done, for men, week five is a beauty to love, pursuing the heart mm -hmm. of the woman that you love and of the people in your life, fighting for the hearts of others. And for a woman... It is a beauty to unveil offering the unique beauty that God has placed in you at your creation to the world. So we actually didn't plan this. I didn't, you know, we're, when we're building the Captivating series, it's just six parts and da 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 and we're building the men's and kind of thing. But here we are in week five, and they sort of intersect. Yeah, yeah for sure. Right? Yeah. yeah, in relationship and love and beauty and offering and that kind of thing. But if you're not tracking with us in the experience, you're going to get a lot out of today anyway, whether you are married or single right, or where right. you are in right. your life stage. But a shout out that if you're not doing the experience, you can still sign up. Yep. And join us anytime. It's, anytime. Yeah. It's evergreen, as John would say. <laughs> and it's free, folks. And all you do is come to the website, wildatheart.org, and just sign up for the Captivating or the Wild Heart Experience. And what we do is trickle out to you each week one of the episodes, some readings, some reflections, a special audio Mm -hmm. um, from either Stacy or me, kind of offering some guidance and coaching for the journey that particular week, that particular topic. So, yeah, and it, it, it's awesome. Like mm -hmm. I've been, I've been through this really a good. few times, help <laughs> help build it, and I'm going through it as well right now. And it's it's remarkable, so so helpful. And for me, I've been doing it by myself. So you know, watching the videos and then doing the reading and the questions, like as far as just the the way they prick what's going on in the heart. Mm. It's, it's phenomenal. So, so that's well a little done. shout out to Alan there in the studio. Well done, <laughs> Alan, on put, helping us put that together. So let's just start there. First pass. You guys did week five in the Wild at Heart experience. Give us an initial reaction. Um, Be honest. Because <laughs> you, watched, you watched session five with me last night, which has been fun because normally I'm not at Captivating. Right. You're not at Wild at Heart. <laughs> yeah. Well, as Stacy said before we started, beauty is a very messy topic for women, and it's such a good segment. It's a really good topic, but it feels like one of the tougher sessions. Absolutely for me, it's it's like, whoa, this is. It feels like it shouldn't be, but it really is. It's a really tough one, mm -hmm. which is really amazing because you bring so much beauty to the world. Oh, thank Amy. you. But every woman doubts that. Every, mm. there's, we all have hurts in these places. We, we all have things that Jesus is coming for, and that's the purpose of doing the experience, right? Mm -hmm. God coming for, for more of our hearts. But this topic, this is, as we talk about the essence of femininity, it's mm -hmm. the core place in a woman's heart, and therefore the core place where we receive our deepest wounds, shouted at us from the world and from our enemy. So yeah, it's tough to talk about. It is. And one of the things that you said in the session that I thought was really interesting and really helpful to me was like, and that sometimes your beauty is the only thing you feel like you have value in, right. or you're given that message of like, this is the only thing that women have to offer or that you have to offer. And that was a big one for me was just like, 
if this is if this area is not okay, then you know, right? It's, it's on sand and everything's falling apart. So, yeah, for sure. And when we talk about offering beauty to the world, we want to be really quick to say we don't primarily mean physical beauty. Right. We don't. That um, the scriptures are full of beautiful, rich explanations of the beauty of God and the beauty of God in the world and the beauty of the human heart, the beauty of the human soul. And so as we kind of begin to dive into this, we're not primarily talking about physical attraction. There's something about Eve that has a unique offering to the world that we're we're putting under this broad umbrella called beauty, Mm -hmm. but can express itself in many ways. Right, right. Because when we get to the core of it, beauty nourishes, beauty inspires, beauty brings rest, beauty brings hope. Mm-hmm. And you just think about your most beautiful places that you like to go, a lovely garden or along a stream. And yes, it is lovely, but it's the impact on your soul. Right. And the world wants to say that we can measure beauty by your age, by the number of the scale, by how many wrinkles you have, all of it. And yet, how do you measure the beauty of a sunrise? Right. Mm. Like it, it is it is so much more vast. And yes, we long for a beauty on the outside, but it's primarily expressed from the internal. We don't want a beauty that's skin deep. That's yuck. Actually, exactly. yeah, mm. but to, to the core of our soul, where we bear the image of God, and then it, it's so tied to how we play out in the world and our unique calling because it offers um, our unique calling mm. and it brings beauty, it brings life, it brings rest. Mm-hmm. So, I know I could go on this for a long time, but well, <laughs> and it's just so good. Beauty heals. We've been talking a lot about the effects of living through global trauma. Yeah. What the world has been like, what the world continues to be like for many people, this is very rough. And beauty heals. Beauty heals. I we got the we got the loveliest email from a therapist in England who has been on the front line. She's been working directly with healthcare workers. And so she's been, by her admission, she's been in a lot of trauma. Yeah. Other people's trauma. Yeah. And she said, I can't get to the beach. I can't get to the coast right now. But I've begun to play the audio track of waves Mm. in my home. And she was just describing just the healing effect of that. So I I took that. I'm like, ooh, that's good. I, I took that, started doing that in our house, did it last night in my headphones, like 15 minutes. Yeah. I'm just laying on the floor mm. at home just listening to the ocean. Mm. Yes. The power of beauty to nourish and heal and speak of the goodness yes. of God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, John, how about you? First pass, you jumped into, and the men's angle is a little different. Mm-hmm. It, it's fighting for beauty, offering your strength on behalf of the people you love. Yeah. I mean, I think for me, and I, I was really touched by Alex and his interaction with his daughter, because you know we have three daughters, and so uh, certainly what what came to mind in addition to my relationship with Amy is my relationship with with my daughters. Oh gosh, didn't it just slay yeah. you? Oh my goodness, absolutely. You know, I I think to the different areas that our kids have struggled over the years, and choosing to go after them and pursue them. Mm 
and the difference that it's made. Like, thank God we're in a really good season right now. Mm. Um, you know, one of our kids who who had been struggling quite a bit last year is is she's doing really really well at the moment, and that is, you know, it's in large part, if we're honest, because of Amy's pursuit of her, but also for me to be able to come alongside and choose to engage in places that I normally wouldn't. I mean, we were last week, spring break, down in Texas, and we it was just our youngest two daughters and us, and we took a whole day shopping for clothes. Wow. And I take my <laughs> shoes off. What? It was great. Oh, yay. <laughs> and I had a wonderful time. And if I was by myself, that is not what I would have chosen to do. Right. But it was so much fun to see them putting together outfits and trying on clothes. And Shay found a hat. She looks at it. She says, this is so cute. And she looks at the price tag and it's almost $500. And she's <laughs> like, okay, so now let's find a Goodwill. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. You guys love to thrift, right? <laughs> <laughs> so again, the idea of strength. Strength and beauty, men bring something of the message of God to the world of his strength, his intervening presence. Mm -hmm. Will God come through is one of the great questions of humanity. Yes. Mm -hmm. And men are supposed to bring a reassuring presence mm -hmm. to the world of, yes, he will. I will yeah. be here for you. And so when we talk about strength, this might help some of the ladies listening. Because when we talk about strength for men, we're not talking about muscles. Right. Right? We're not talking about guys who go to the gym, you know, bodybuilders. Clearly, we're talking about an internal capacity of the soul that men develop from boy to man, courage, resiliency, the offering of a genuine strength. And women, women speak to the world with beauty that all will be well. Mm -hmm. And that's what, as a woman that we grow into, from youth to adulthood. And um, and this is where, for all of us, we have to tap into the strength of God, right? Yeah. Because without him, how, how can we speak that all will be well, especially, mm. you know, in the world that we're living in that's crazy? Mm. Yeah, for sure. Um, can I, can I just... Okay, so one of my favorite books in the, in the Bible is Ephesians. Mm, yes. I camped out in it for years, mm -hmm. and I'm just back into it. Um. So here's something that I've done. And I really encourage people to do. In Ephesians 1, I think beginning in verse 3 to uh, the first break, actually, I circled every time it says in him mm. or in Christ. And it's just this message of, ah, that's the source of my strength. That's reality. That's truth. And it's only in him that all will be well. Yeah. And so it, for me and for women that I know, um, including you, growing through their life and really resting in the reality that in Christ all will be well, that's that's beautiful. Yes. That's the source. Yes, yeah. it is. How old are your daughters? 21, 16, and 14. And without exposing their stories, because we didn't ask their permission, what would you say a young girl's journey with beauty is like? Like, what are their questions? What is, what, what's been their take on that? 
Well, I would say thanks to this message, they're having like the best opportunity at sort of a healthy growing up experience because we had some tools Mm. that my parents didn't have um, and some understanding. But even in, I feel like one of, you know, a really great environment, it's still so, beauty is so assaulted. And I think that, especially that sort of uh, 13, 14 year period Mm -hmm. is so difficult where it's, I'm still a little girl, but I'm becoming a teenager and I want to play with this stuff, but I also want to be really grown up. And especially now with social media, there's this pressure to be, you know, this constant comparison, which I think women have always struggled with, but this is like a new intensity. Yes. It's just right in front of your face all the time. Well, look at the way they look. They always look this way. They always look this way. And, you know, like just seeing all these images all the time um, that it's hard not to compare yourself to. And I think they uh, get to a place where they have to find their strength in in Christ. Mm -hmm. And, you know, reminding them that, um, like I constantly reminding them that their validation and who they are isn't about what they do, what they look like, any of those things. Like, you know, okay, yeah, you're a singer, but that's not who you are. Like, remember that who you are in Christ is what matters because at any moment, we know because of thanks to COVID, Mm -hmm. (laughs) everything can change in your life really quick. And so just knowing that, like, I remember when this whole thing was first starting and you said in a podcast, like, Christ isn't shaken Mm -hmm. by this Mm -hmm. and he's our foundation. And for me, that was so helpful just to be like, yeah, that's... That's right. And just to remember that mm. throughout. And I mm. think that's that's the thing is when your identity is in there, is in Christ, it's not shaken. You know, if if you're if you injure yourself and you're a dancer, if you you know, like whatever the case is, as life sometimes hands us these things where we're like, uh, well, that didn't plan on that. Um, I think that is that that has been the key to mm. keeping them on a a steadier journey, but it is a very assaulted area for sure. Mm. What do you see, John, in the fight for their hearts? Um, it, it is remarkable to me how even given the level of intentionality that Amy and I have had, especially over the last decade, how the enemy still manages to get through with his messages. Yep. And uh, it, on one hand, it gives me just an incredible amount of empathy for parents everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and on the other hand, it pisses me off at the enemy. And I think that is that, um, that's that warrior side of wanting to fight for the beauty of when, when one of my daughters is believing one of those lies like there's something that rises up in me that that it's interesting to figure out how to navigate because you i you want to be fierce and loving at the same time um and and that sometimes i've done well and sometimes i've not done well in that yeah you know you want to fight something but it's not them right. 
Right, right. You don't want to attack. <laughs> what you want to get at is the lie. You want to get at the messages that are coming in, in either for a woman or for a man. The bottom line message is, is no, you're not. Mm. You don't mm, have. Right. You don't have anything to offer the world. You're not mm-hmm. strong. You're not loving. You're not kind. And you, and you have, you have no strength. You have no beauty to offer the world. Right. Right. And like Amy said at the beginning, that message that the world gives us is, and if, as a woman, if you're failing in the outward beauty department, mm, and it's not like we're making this stuff up. That's not coming (laughs) at us from some internal thing. I remember as a young girl, well, probably 11, my father pulling me aside and telling me, no boy will love you if you're fat. Oh, Mm. what? And it's just so terrifying. Yeah. And also the thing of, well, that's all that matters then. Stop eating. Yeah. But then the world reinforces that. You know, I was 15 pounds overweight in high school. Oh, to be just that now. But (laughs) 15. And so I was never invited to a dance. Mm. I was never invited to a party. Mm. And so the message that... All you have to offer is that, and you don't have it. Therefore, you have nothing. Yeah. It's cruel. It is. And, and I know that our listeners, the female listeners are going like, thank you, because mm-hmm. I relate to that. Mm-hmm. And um, the Word of God, Jesus, is like so, there you go, fiercely mm-hmm. um, contending on our behalf to dismantle that lie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm just putting myself in the place of the listeners right now. As you're hearing us talk, things are coming up in your heart, in your life, where wounds have come, messages have come of who you are and what you have to offer the world. And, And the whole purpose of the gospel is the healing of the human heart. Mm -hmm. The whole purpose of the gospel is the full restoration of the image of God in us, Mm -hmm. that, that we become in some ways more glorious than Adam and Eve because we are now united with Christ Mm -hmm. and we have the Holy Spirit inside of us and we are post-resurrection, post-cross and resurrection, right? So we have these resources Mm -hmm. to tap into now. So listeners, as you are thinking about as a man, do I have a strength to offer the world? What was I told about that? Ladies, as you're thinking about, do I feel like I have beauty to bring to the world in many ways? What were you told about that? What were you told about the value of the beauty that you particularly offer? Uh, I'm really intrigued about your life in the theater (laughs) as theater mom. Yeah. (laughs) And you guys are on the brink of a production right now Mm -hmm. that I think a couple of your girls are in. Yes. So you are shepherding the hearts of teenagers. Yes. Who are drama kids. It's on top di- of that, it's right? A different breed. Yeah, right. <laughs> like why? Why are you drawn to that? Oh my gosh, I love theater kids so much. They're so precious and their and their feelings are just right on the outside and there's no pretense and there's no, you know, it's just and everything is so dramatic <laughs> all the time, you know. Um, I'm just having a really hard day. <laughs> like, yeah, I know. It's hard. But I have, it has been so life-giving for me and so fun to be with these kids and to, um, 
I, th- I think one of the things that's great about theater is that um, – you get to push yourself outside of your comfort zone mm-hmm. and you get to be on stage and become somebody else. And and then it's scary because you're on stage. I mean, most people are terrified of being on stage and, you know, you're on stage and you're having to be ridiculous sometimes and you're having to act a way that you would never act in real life. And so these kids have to really put themselves out there and, it's so fun to encourage them and say, yeah, you're doing great. Like to be there, to be their cheerleader. And Mm -hmm. then they come to you with other stuff, you know, when they know that you love them. And so it's super amazing to get the honor of letting them cry while you hold them or, you know, like letting them tell you something they haven't told anybody else Mm -hmm. before, but they really need to talk about. And so, yeah, it's, I love those kids. It's been amazing. Yep, John, it's so much fun for me to hear the stories from Amy. And, you know, she, she'll come home from theater, and I'm like, how was it today? And almost always the stories that she shares are about someone opening up to her and her being able to offer her beauty, mm. right? And it's this, like... I don't think she realizes how beautiful it is for me as her husband to see and to hear the impact that she's having on her life. And she had, there there was a really sweet card that someone had given her that was sitting on the counter in the kitchen. I picked up and and read um, from one of the kids just talking about the impact that Amy has had on her life through theater. Um, and it's, it, it's remarkable. Come yeah. on. That's just so good. Yeah, it's great. It is so wow. good. And we can say wholeheartedly, that is beautiful. Exactly. Mm. Right. Yeah. That's beautiful. And what about you looking at John's life? How do you see strength coming on behalf of you or of the family or of others? Yeah, he is like when he was talking about the fiercely you know, wanting to fight for them fiercely. He, from my perspective, does a really great job of that. Mm. And it's things like reminding us of who we are, Mm. you know, like, well, this is, this is who you really are. And, um, helping us identify the lies that are coming in, you know, when I'm like, (laughs) I'm like, I'm just, I'm just so fat. And he's like, yeah, Amy, yesterday you felt better about yourself. And do you think maybe that this is just like the enemy trying? And I'm like, no, because it's not. This is true. And he's like, you know, very gently reminding me of the truth and just also investing in our dreams Mm. is a really big one. Like he's really great about, I see that you want to pursue this or that you want to try this or, and here, let me, let me get you the equipment you need. Let me get you to the classes that you need to help provide a way for you to see your dreams wow. to come true. And like letting you lead, co-lead, be involved with a theater group yeah. of teenagers. Yes. Advocating that. And we have teenagers at our house. All, all the time. <laughs> we have extra kids all the time and we love it. it it's great. great. But yeah, that kind of thing. And just being, and being, there for the extra kids too, you know, like he's just, he's done a great job of, and, and it's like for my kids, it really shows 
his heart when they see him fighting for their friends as well. Mm. Yes. That's cool. Yeah. And John, you have a son as well. Yeah. Who is 18? 18 Mm -hmm. now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. How did that happen? I know. Right. (laughs) Went overseas to university. Yeah. Back to your land where you were born in (laughs) in England. How do you see... How do you see his search for strength? Yeah. How do you see the assault on a young man looking for strength? Yeah, so for Eli to go overseas to school, knowing his story is like one of the most brave and courageous things I've seen someone do. He's he's severely dyslexic. And I never thought he would go to university mm-hmm. and that he chose to apply, got accepted, and then went overseas to another country, um, just super brave of him. Right? And he he has been thriving over there, but it is not without opposition. In fact, it was, gosh, right before he came home for Christmas um, that he was walking home late one night and two people like came up and threatened him physically and you know, he chose, I think actually to do the courageous thing, he, he literally ran away um, to avoid getting into an altercation with Smart. these two drunk people. And it was really interesting how the enemy used that experience to come in with this lie, with this message that he was not safe, that he didn't have what it took to be over there. And I'm incredibly grateful that what he chose to do is reach out to us to to share the story with us, to allow us to speak into it. But like the enemy's, the enemy's relentless. Like when we, especially I think when a young person takes a step towards their strength, he tries to find a way to sabotage that. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Big time. So listeners, if you were with us last week, you heard us talking about the power. Psalm 51, thou dost desire truth in the inmost being the locked place Mm. in Hebrew, the shut and locked place in us that the truth needs to get in there. Mm. How deep does this run, right? There are messages that got in. There are core convictions we hold about ourselves Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. as men regarding our masculinity, as women regarding your femininity. Core messages got in and then they just get locked Mm -hmm. and really become sort of the defining verdict on our lives. And here you hear the, you know, there's a message that's trying to get in. You're weak. You can't handle being overseas or whatever the collection of the particular lie is for him, right? And and the enemy wanting that to just get locked down in there and then define the next, you know, 20 years of his life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Jesus is great. Yeah. At unlocking these mm-hmm. lies, mm-hmm. getting in there, lifting it, exposing it, bringing it to light in order to unlock those places. Yes. And replace those messages that we received growing up or yesterday <laughs> with right. truth. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. With the truth. Yeah. Yeah. Friends, this is why it is so important that we walk with Jesus back into our story to remember Mm -hmm. where 
where did it get in? Because like you said, or yesterday, these messages totally. don't stop. Mm-hmm. They continue on. And, mm-hmm. and I'm sure as a man, mm-hmm. this being the core, the essence of masculinity, your strength that you offer the world, you're engaging. And um, for women, the essence of her beauty, speaking to the world, being the core, uh, wow, is it assaulted. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, when we were young and yesterday yeah. and can I say every day in between? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So to to go with Jesus, where where did this enter in? And then asking him, what do you see? Mm. What do you say? And sitting with that until you get an answer again mm. and again and again and mm. again. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. That reminds me of something that happened recently mm. with Eli when he was back over here for Christmas. Um, when he was, gosh, probably... 10 years old, uh, we moved into a house and in the basement, it had these unfinished sheetrock walls. And so we bought the kids a bunch of like Sharpie markers uh-huh. and we're like, you guys go at it. Like these walls are your canvas, make art. And Eli drew some pictures that were actually pretty dark. Mm. And I came in and made him cover them up. Mm. And fast forward eight years, we go and watch a documentary together. It's the Billie Eilish documentary. And in that movie, there is a scene where it shows in her bedroom and she has art all over the walls. And they're talking about how the things inside basically they like there's a really good picture of how her parents encouraged her to express everything and a lot of her music which is now impacting millions came out of those early expressions and i'm sitting there in the theater and i realize that i did the exact opposite to eli Mm. and so after the movie we go out of the theater and he and i are sitting in the car together and i'm like eli that scene reminded me of what I did. And it was so interesting because he's like, you know what, dad, I haven't thought of that in years. And I thought of that a couple of weeks ago. And then again, when we were watching that. Oh, wow. And what I was able to say to him was, Eli, if I had that to do over again today, I would have handled it so differently. Beautiful. And he was able to reflect that like, yeah, there was, I, like I did receive this message of like, mm. it is not okay for me to express what I'm feeling inside. Yes. And so I, I think for, for the listeners, like as I hear some of these stories, yes, I think about myself, but I also think about the impact we might've had on our kids. Yes. And it is, it's never too late to go back. And, and sometimes the enemy like plays his hand and gets us to participate in his wounding, mm-hmm. but we also get to participate in the healing. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. So here's some homework listeners. One of the riskiest things you can ever do is to ask Jesus, mm. ask Jesus, what do you see in me as a woman? What do you see in me as a man? Lord, what do I bring to the world? Do you see a genuine strength? Do you see a genuine beauty? Lord, who am I to you? Tell me the truth about me because I don't think I'm living in the truth about me very much. Mm -hmm. 
So there's, there's your homework, gang, to invite him and let God speak. Mm. And the four of us could take another hour podcast to tell stories of God speaking into our lives and, mm-hmm. and undoing the messages that were in the locked places. Yeah, yeah. And I want to encourage you to risk believing what he says. Mm. Because sometimes if we really hear his voice, because it's never condemning, if we hear his voice, sometimes it can feel too good to be true or so close to exactly what we long to hear that we think we're making it up. Mm. We're not. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Can, can I so ask for some courage at the table here as we close? What would you love to hear God say to you right now? I would love him to say that I'm stunning because honestly, I don't feel very stunning. Mm-hmm. So I would, I would love to hear him say that, no, no, sweetheart, the truth is you're stunning. Mm. And then to, to rest in that, to be something that I receive rather than that I have to strive for. Mm. Yeah, I'd love to hear that. Mm. I think that I would love to hear that my life matters in a big way. I would love to hear him say that I am doing well as a husband and as a father. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I would love to hear him say that my heart is true. Mm. Yeah. I mean, just... We each have a unique angle on that. There was no answer that was the same. Can I take all of those answers? I want all of those answers. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So maybe that helps you, listening friends, put some words to what you would love to hear God Mm. say to you and to begin to undo some of the framing of who you are as a woman in the world Mm. that the enemy's done, who you are as a man in the world Mm. that the enemy has done in our lives and to bring liberating truth to you. Mm-hmm. John and Amy, thanks for coming in. Thanks Thank for being you. with us. Thank you. Yeah, thanks.